Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So we are in a series still titled, Who Are You? And uh, we're going to start again in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. <coughs> Famous verse here. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, do I have any people in Christ today? All right, we got three people in Christ. We got a lot of work to do. Okay, he, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So just on that one scripture, you know, we've been preaching for weeks and weeks, right? We have to find out who we are in Christ. What is the new creation, right? What has passed away? What has become new? And that's what we're discovering in this series, Who Are You? And that is what we need to find out, right? Who we are in Christ. As we said, even at the beginning of the series, you know, some people like to go travel around the world and they say, I got to find myself. No, you need to find out who you are in Christ. Amen. And when you find that out, you find everything you need. Everything you need is in Christ. You are in Christ. You got to find out who you are. So now we can walk it out. If we don't find out who we are, we don't walk out who we are. And then we just end up as lukewarmies, as we call them. We don't want to be lukewarmies. We want to be on fire, new creations in Christ. Right? This, this church, if you don't know, you're in a church that is called to make disciples and, and, and have on fire new creations in Christ Jesus. On fire, right? I gave a word, a prophecy a while back at you. It was at youth. And then I told you on Sunday, it was a prophecy that just came out of me, but he said, you've made great, he, it came out of me. You've made great steps. You've taken many great steps and you're headed in the right direction, but you must continue to be who you are. And you are new creations in Christ. You are supposed to be on fire, new creations, spirit filled believers in Christ Jesus. Amen. You are not called to be Baptist. You are called to be the on fire believers that you are. And you are supposed to continue on that path and keep going on that path. So if you don't know today, you're in a spirit-filled, on-fire, loving Jesus church that only wants his will. If you, if you don't want his will, you're in the wrong place. Because we only want his will around here. We want to do his will. We want to think his will. We want to walk in his will. We want his will all the time, every day, 24 hours a day. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We don't want no lukewarmness. We want real disciples. Amen. We want to make real disciples. Uh, and as I've said many times, and I just said it again this week, and I, I think to some of the youth, you know, I said, if you make two, two, or three, two or three real disciples, you're supposed to make disciples too, not just the pastor. Amen. You should be discipling some people. And if you make two or three real disciples of Jesus your whole life, you're doing pretty good. It is not easy to make a real disciple. It is not easy because you cannot make anybody love Jesus with all of their heart. Yeah, that's true. And if you don't love Jesus with all of your heart, you're a lukewarm. Come on now. See, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah I, I, yeah, I love Jesus. And then Jesus says, you need to do this. They say, ooh, I don't. Ooh. Well, you don't love him with all your heart. Well, he's preaching already, isn't he? 
I say it all the time. Don't tell me you love Jesus. You're not willing to do his word. Don't, don't bother. Come on now. Some people want to tell, tell me they love Jesus, yet they won't, even, they won't even do his word. They won't do basics. They won't even do the basics. You're like, you want to do the basics. How can you love Jesus with all your heart? Come on now. If you love Jesus with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, if you, as, the, as the first commandment is, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Then everything you are revolves around him. Everything, everything. Right? Most, most people, even Christians, you know, their, their world revolves around a lot of other things than God. Work, work. And not that we don't work, right? Amen, we work. But at our work, we're a witness. Yeah, that's true. Amen. At our work, we're a light. Amen. All the time. Right? We're a light wherever we go. And we're always thinking about eternal things, as we read in the offering. We, we think about eternity all the time. Amen. All the time. So even in our work, we're thinking about, how can I make a disciple of that guy right there? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I, I told you the story. Boy, he's preaching. Right, watch out. He, I told you the story before. I was in Tulsa working at the USPS on the computers, and uh, <clears throat> we had to type. Uh, it was a long, long, it's a long thing. But, but the, we, we were the ones who made the barcodes on the mail, and nowadays it's all computer done. They don't even need people, I don't think, at all. But we had to look at the image on the screen. It was all digital imaging of the mail, and we would... Uh, the mail would come through fast, like and that, that image would go, the next image would come up, we'd do the code, and that, that mail would get the barcode sprayed on it in the post. We weren't in the post office, we were in a center, like this. And, and we were just in a building. And so anyhow, here I am sitting next to this one guy for several months, right? And we're having good conversations. We're, 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 we're um, getting to know each other. We're laughing together. We're eating lunch together. And, and I'm, the whole time I'm thinking, I got to make a disciple of Jesus. That's why I'm here. See, what does your world revolve around? Does it revolve around work? If it does, you don't even think about that. You go to work, you go home, you go to work, you go home, you go to work, you go home. You retire, you die. That's the world. That's the way the world lives. I'm thinking all the time, how can I make, the guy, make this guy a disciple? So I'm befriending him, not, not for the Lord's glory, amen, so that he gets saved, because he is not saved. And so finally, I bring up Jesus with him. I need to tell you about Jesus. I need to tell you. I have to tell you, because Jesus has changed my life, and I have eternal life because of him. He died for me, he died for you. And you got to receive him if you want eternal life. You have to receive Jesus for the payment of your sins. He didn't like that too much. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he wasn't sitting by me any longer in the, in the well, it's not really a call center. It was a data center. I don't know what you'd call it. Typing center. <laughs> we all had our little cubicle we sat at for hours and hours. <laughs> Typing codes. But all of a sudden, he wasn't sitting next to me longer, right? And all of a sudden, he didn't want to talk with me any longer. But I'll tell you what. I'm much happier I tried to make a disciple Amen. than losing a friend. Because Jesus said you got to love him more than anybody. Amen. Even your mother and your father. That's right. Even your sister and your brother. you got to love him more than everybody. Because if you don't, eventually mom's going to come along. She's going to say, son, you're getting too excited about Jesus. You need to settle down a bit. And you're going to say, 
Okay, Mom. I'll settle down a bit. No, you shouldn't say that, should you? <laughs> you should say, Mom, I love you. But I will serve the Lord Jesus Christ with all my heart, all my soul, and all my strength all the days of my life. Amen. And I, I, if that offends you, it offends you, but I will serve the Lord, and he is first. Amen. You are not first. He is first. And so he, become, he is first in my life. And so I will serve him, and I will love on him, and I will praise him, and I will worship him. And if I get a little wild for Jesus, you're just going to have to put up with it. <laughs> or kick me, kick me to the curb. And that's happened to many people, right? Their family just kicks them out. Boop. We don't want to talk to you anymore because you like Jesus too much for us. Come on up. And I'm talking churchgoers. Church-going, church-going people say, you are too excited about the Lord. You are too excited about Christianity. You are too excited. We don't, we don't need all that. We just need to get to church on Sunday and go home. And then we know we're saved because we went to church. <laughs> Whoo, boy, I'm just going on all kinds of rapture. This is going to be a long one. This is going to be a long service. Watch out. We got all day. We got all day. Baptism is good out there. The water's getting warm in the sun. Actually, Don did put hot water in there for you, so you, you have a nice warm water. But it's getting warmer even right now. It's not so hot today, is it? Glory to God. See, Jesus has to be first. He has to be. And, and you have to be on fire. Have to be. Come on now. That, that's what we're called to be, saints. Amen. We're called to be on fire, saints, full of the spirit. Remember, the wise virgins were full and they got to go in. And the foolish virgin said, "Uh oh, he's back. Uh oh, I'm not ready. And the door was shut. So that's why I say it all the time around here. We need to be ready to go. Filled up, ready. Amen. Preach it, brother. Make it plain, pastor. So, as I was saying, in this series, we're discovering who we are in Christ. And we have looked at many, many different areas. But I won't, I won't belabor you with a review today, although I really, really want to. Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you the short, short version, okay? Short version. We found out in Christ, we are now children of, children of God. Amen. We found out in Christ, we are complete now. Yeah. We found out in Christ, we are the beloved of God forever and ever and ever. Yeah. We found out in Christ, we are always victorious saints. Yeah. We found out in Christ, we are healed. Amen. We found out in Christ, we are free to live or free, free to live free from sin. Yeah. We can live free from sin. In Christ, we become the righteousness of God. Amen. We found out in Christ, we can be led by God himself. Amen. The sons of God are led by the spirit of God. We found out in Christ, we can walk in real joy all the time. We don't have to fake joy. We can have the real deal. Thank you, Hallelujah. We found out if we rely on the grace found in Christ Jesus, we will finish our race strong. That was last week. Remember that? Yeah. 
We finish strong because we are relying on the power of God, the grace of God, the strengthening grace of God. Paul, or God told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Amen. When he was worried and complaining, yeah. just take this, just take this away, right? It was a messenger of Satan sent to buffet him. There was a messenger of Satan sent to buffet him. And, and he said, Lord, help me, help me, help me. And, and God says, my grace is sufficient. Very important to know that. And very important to walk in his grace. Hallelujah. Today we're looking at another truth of who we are in Christ. And we are starting in Psalm 27, verse 1. Psalm 27, the Lord is my light. That's good right there, isn't it? And my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, that sounds nasty. My enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. Right? Even a war against him, he still has confidence. Come on now. My heart shall not fear. Do you hear something in there we might be talking about today? <laughs> the title today is Not Afraid. You see, many people are afraid today, right? Have you seen a few? <laughs> and it's understandable, right, that many lives are filled with fear. Very understandable. Why? We live in crazy times. And we, we literally can see crazy things every single day of our life. Just watch the news. <laughs> you say, yeah, don't watch the news, but you know what I mean. If you want to see something crazy, all you have to do is turn on the TV. And you'll see that crazy things are happening right now. And right now. And right now. And right now. And right now. Right? The, the, uh, it's like never before. Evil has raised its head like never before. And I believe it's very simple. The devil knows his time is short. That's what Revelation says. And he is pulling out all stops. He's not, he's not, he's not, he's not hiding any longer, right? Evil is on every street corner. You can see it everywhere you go. We see it in a lot of ways in the news because we live in a rural area. We don't see as much as you might see in a big city. But of course, there are shootings every day. I mean, all over the place. There's murders, terrorist threats all the time. Evil leaders rule most nations. Completely evil. So it makes, fear, it makes sense to have a little fear when you just look at the world that we live in. Because this is a crazy place. <laughs> I don't know how people do it without Jesus. I don't know. Because, uh, well, I guess they rely on their... They're, they're self, right? They're self-righteous. Well, that's, that's, that's not going to get you anywhere. Come on. When we rely on him, we can say what the psalmist said. Amen? Yeah. But the church of Jesus Christ should not, should not be fearful. Amen. When the church is fearful, we got a real problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's, true. <laughs> that's, that's our problem. See, because we are the light, right? We are the salt, we are not to be the fearful ones. 
We are supposed to be the confident ones, even in war. He says here, whom shall I fear? Don't you like that? I like that. Whom shall I fear? You gonna you believe that? You practice that? Are you a doer of the word? Whom shall I fear? Hallelujah. You see, evil men are all over the place. But we don't need to fear them. No. We can be confident. Why? God will save us. God has our back. The Lord will put us through. See us over, right? We, we have the Lord of hosts on our side. What does that mean? The Lord of hosts. He's the, he's the Lord of armies, the armies of heaven. He controls the armies of heaven. And he's on our side. He's on my side. He's on your side. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can you imagine how big God's army is? Hello? We, we have his army watching over us, and we're going to read about it in 2 Kings. You know where I'm going. 2 Kings 6. This story, this wonderful story of Elisha, we've read many times around here. It's just a powerful uh, truth of what's really going on in the spirit realm. And, and this would be discerning of spirits. They see in the spirit realm, right? We talked about that in youth again. We talked about it a couple years ago here. Discerning of spirits means that God allows you to see into the spirit realm. And God allowed them to see into the spirit realm in this story we're reading about. And God can allow us to see in the spirit realm also if he wants to, right? As the spirit wills, they're gifts of the spirit. But if you don't see in the spirit realm, it doesn't matter. You already know the word. Amen. Hallelujah. That's called walking by faith. If God has to show us everything, we're not walking by faith. You know, there's so many examples you give, but our life is to be a walk of faith, right? If you have to see it, no, no, you do it. You do it and God shows up, but you do it first. Hallelujah. You do his word. Oh, I get preaching there for a while. Let's read verse 14. Therefore, he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. Who's they? Who's, who, who's he? The king of Syria. He was out to get Elisha. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, alas, my master, what shall we do? Now, this is not whom shall I fear, is it? <laughs> this is what shall we do? Worry and fear have entered the servant of Elisha. So he answered, do not fear. Hello? For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. He's going to see in the spirit realm. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. All around Elisha, fire, angels, spiritual beings sent there by God to protect Elisha. Hello? You see, the king of Syria was coming for Elisha. He was tired of the prophet because <laughs> the prophet was revealing his plans. Right? The prophet knew where the king of Syria was going. The prophet knew already. And he would, they would, they would, they would throw out the plans of Syria because 
Elisha the prophet already knew where they were going to attack. So he was going to take them out. And the angels were surrounding Elisha and his servant, just, just as it says right here, right? And they did not need to be afraid. Why did Elisha say, do not fear? Do not fear. I'm telling you today, do not fear. Do not be afraid. You see, God had their back, didn't he? Yeah. Hello? Does God have your back? Yeah. Come on. Does the Bible say the angels of God aren't camped around about us? Yeah. You see, the angels of God are surrounding us and protecting us, and they are here right now. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you see anything. Doesn't matter at all. <laughs> I was just thinking, this one pastor, been pastoring for years, someone shot at him in a, in a service. Someone shot from the back. Shot him. The bullet was coming straight at him. He shot him. The bullet just moved. Shoot. Went around him. Uh, angel of God. Boop. The bullet was going to kill the guy. Kill the pastor. Boop. <laughs> Come on now. Angels are here right now. We, we got the angels. Come on. Those who are with us are more than those that be with them. You say, oh man, there's a lot of evil people around. Yeah, there are, but there are, there are greater ones with us. Because I'll tell you what, they don't have half the power that the angels of the Lord have. Angels of the Lord have a lot more power. The greater one is in us. Do you believe it? We don't need to be afraid of the evil around us. We have angels and we can say, just like the psalmist, whom shall I fear? We have been equipped for the battle. Yeah, amen. Look at Ephesians 6. You know, you know where I'm going. Ephesians 6, the equipment for battle. Yeah. Ephesians 6, 10. Finally, my brethren, right? He's wrapping it up. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Yes. You see, here we have a command of God. Hello? Put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. See, oh, I don't know. God's just going to do it on his own. Are you doing your part? Hello? For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. You see, the devil likes the air. I talked about it. Was it a youth group? Was it last week here? I said, sometimes you got to take authority. You just got to take authority over the air. Because the devil likes to move in. And he moves in the air. He's the prince of the power of the air. Come on now. And he likes to move in. But in Christ, you got authority over him. You can say, devil, I command you to leave in Jesus' name. And he's got to go. He's got to go. Come on. You see, we are not fighting flesh and blood. A lot of people think we're fighting flesh and blood. They see the evil king, this evil rulers, and they go, we're fighting flesh and blood. No, we're fighting against the spirits behind them. You see, they're just being influenced by evil spirits, spiritual wickedness. So we do have a devil in this world, right? And we do have demonic forces coming against us. We are in a battle. The good news is we win. We win in Christ. We have the victory. Thanks be to God who always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. 
See, we have the victory, but we're still in this earth and this earth still has demonic influence around. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. As a Christian, they think, well, it's all done. And I, da, da, da. You see, you're saved, but you need to take authority. You need to do, well, we're going to talk a lot, lot more about things to do, but we got to do what we got to do, even though we have the victory in Christ. So like the armor, right? We have the armor for the battle. We are equipped with armor. And when armies are equipped, they are confident. Right? If armies aren't equipped, equipped it's, it's demoralizing, right? You're like, if we go to war, we got five bullets. That's not going to do a lot. But if you got warehouses and warehouses of ammunition and it's protected under the highest security there is, and you got planes and you got bombs, you got stuff everywhere, you go, if they attack us, <laughs> they're done. They are finished. Come on now. You see, in the spiritual realm, we have, we have what we need. Amen. We have the equipment. We've been equipped. But see, we have to take, put on the armor. Yeah. Like the truth around our waist, right? We have to put on the truth. We have to put on. We, we never finished it, did we? <laughs> I get, I get preaching, I finish it, right? Verse 13, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith which, with which we'll be able to quench all the fire darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. You see, we have the armor. But are we going to use it? The truth. Right? For some reason, a lot of, lot, of, lot of Christians don't want to know the truth. But Jesus said the truth will make you free. So we got to get the truth on. And that's going to hold us together. That's our belt. That's going to hold us, that's going to hold us together. We get the truth on. If you don't put the truth on, mm, Hello? Then the devil comes in like he did in the Garden of Eden and he just lies to you and you say, okay. No, we need the truth. That'll set us free. We need righteousness. We need to understand righteousness. We need to walk in righteousness, right? When, we're, when we know righteousness, come on, the breastplate of righteousness, well, protecting us. Ooh, that's a, that, you got to protect your heart, amen? You understand who you are in Christ. You understand you've been righteous in Christ. You know you've been cleansed. You know you are clean in Christ. Woo, you can stand confidently. Come on now. A lot of churches don't even teach righteousness. You won't even hear about it. One of the most essential doctrines of Christianity, you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If you don't understand that, you're in trouble. Hello? You see, th this is the armor. If we don't know what the armor is, we don't put on the armor. Hello? We're not ready to fight the battle. Our feet are, 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 are ready to go and preach the gospel of peace. Hallelujah. Or the shield of faith. You old man, don't get me started on the shield of faith, right? It says it's able to quench all the fire darts of the wicked one. People don't even want to understand faith. You're like, you don't want to understand faith? No, I don't like that faith stuff. What? The shield of faith puts out all the fire darts of the wicked one. 
If you don't understand faith, you're just asking for trouble. You're like, go ahead, devil, shoot me. It's okay. Come on now. Faith can put out all the fire darts of the wicked one. So you better understand faith. You better understand real good, right? Come on now. I, I think my next book is going to be on faith. Because it's such a powerful, powerful subject that is so little talked about. It's disgusting, really. The helmet of salvation protects our minds in this world. Come on. You need some protection on your mind? Yes. Knowing who you are. That's what we're doing this whole series. We're finding out what, well, who we are in Christ. What happened in salvation? Ooh, that's going to protect our heads from the lies in this world. Of course, the word of God, oh man, the word of God will allow us to defeat the enemy. Right? The word is the sword of the spirit. We speak the word. We speak the word of the living God. Again, so many Christians don't even want to speak the word. You're like, you're supposed to speak the word. It's our weapon. Jesus spoke the word. When the devil came to him, he spoke the word. Why do you think you're better than Jesus? When I don't need to that speak, I don't need to do that stuff. Yeah, you need to do that stuff. Jesus did that stuff. Speaking the word is our weapon. We come against the enemy with the word, right? He speaks words. He lies to us just as he lied to Jesus. And what did Jesus do? Speak the word. All right, let's look at it. John 8, 44. Watch out. John 8, 44. You, who's he talking to? The Pharisees. Are of your father, the devil. Ouch, Jesus. Can't you be a little nicer, Jesus? You're so harsh, Jesus. No, he told the truth. You are of your father, the devil. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. And that's some? No truth, none. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. God never lies, never has, never will. Amen. Only tells the truth. You see, the devil is coming at us with lying words all the time. The devil cannot tell the truth. He can't. You can't, you know, we can choose, right? Someone confronts you. They're like, did you do this? You're like, you're choosing, right? <laughs> yes, I did it. I did. Yes. You told the truth, right? And then a lot of times you find little kids, right? No, I didn't do it. And you know, the guilty look on their face. <laughs> they're lying, right? You see, we can choose to tell the truth. He can't even, he can't even tell the truth. And he's always telling lies. There is no truth in him. It's not, it's not impossible. He's always lying. Every time he speaks, he's, he's a liar. You met some people like that? <laughs> I got a couple of years. <laughs> I met a few people like that. You're like, oh my goodness. They just lie all the time. That's all they do is lie. You're like, woo, they have the devil, right? Just lie, 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 lie. Well, the enemy is speaking fear all the time. Fear. What are we talking about? Not afraid. 
He's speaking fear all the time. You're not going to make it this time. Anybody heard that before? <laughs> You're not going to make it this time. You're not going over this time. Come on now. You're going under this time. Your marriage is going to fail this time. God's not coming through for you this time. That's the devil. He's a liar. What are you going to do when he comes lying? You're going to say, well, I guess you're right, devil. I guess I'm not going to make it through. I guess I'm not going to have enough. I guess I'm not going to live. You agree with the devil? That's exactly what we get. Right? The devil tells people all the time they're going to die and they agree. What happens? They die. No, we got to speak the word. Right? We say, I am more than a conqueror. I am more. What is that? What verse is that? At least give me the, at least give me the chapter, Sarah. You know, it's my, you always say it's my favorite chapter. Romans 8. Oh, I tell you, you know, I teach and I teach and I teach. Romans 8.37, I'm more than a conqueror, right? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which is, where's Paige? I know Paige knows it. Paige, you know that one. Oh. 4.13. Come on now. The greater one is in me. What's that? Greater is he? Whoa, what? First John 4.4. First John 4, 4. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world, right? My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, which is? 419. Come on now. Hallelujah. You getting it? If God is for me, who can be against me, which is? Romans 8. Sarah. Romans 8, 31. Come on now. You see, we got to be full of the word. Amen. We don't speak fear and doubt. We speak the word. Amen. When the devil comes and he's trying to bring his fear upon you, you better come up with more than uh, some worldly phrase. A lot of churchgoers come up with worldly phrases to speak when the devil's speaking. Come on now. No, you need to speak the word. Not a worldly phrase. Hello? We still hear it all the time. Superstitions? Luck? No, 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 no. Well, I'm lucky if that happens. Blah, barf. Barf. Hello? You see, we don't receive the fearful words of the enemy. We speak the word. Amen. Look at 2 Timothy 1.7. You know this. But you got to talk about this when you say, we're not afraid in Christ. Because this is, this is, well, this really says it all right here. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Power, love, sound mind. That's who we are. We don't have a spirit of fear. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. We are not to be afraid because we don't have a spirit of fear. Come on. The spirit of fear will try to come on all of us, but that's not of God. That's not the spirit of God. It's a, it's a devil. It's a demonic force. Right? If you feel the spirit, feel the spirit of fear coming upon you, 
It's, it's creeping into your room. It's creeping, creeping in your car. You feel, you all of a sudden you're fearful. That's the devil. That's a spirit of fear. Come on now. We don't have to receive his package. God is not delivering the fear, is he? That's from the devil. Imagine if UPS showed up to your house and they said, uh, well, I got this package for you. Well, what's that? Well, it's just a little hazardous waste. It's a bomb. <laughs> a bomb. It's just a little hazardous waste for you. Are you going to just sign for that package? Well, sure. Give me some hazardous waste today. No, you're not going to accept the package of hazardous waste, are you? Well, why did we receive fear? Hello? What do we say? I, I'm not taking that. I'm not signing. Take it back. Get it out of here. I don't want it. Come on now. That's the first message I ever taught in church. Very first message I ever taught. Don't receive the devil's package. Where's Don? Don's out probably outside cooking burgers. I don't know. Don't receive the devil's package. Amen. You don't want to sign for the devil's package when he shows up. You don't want to sign. Hello? UPS comes, you don't want to sign. You don't want to sign up for that. You want to return to sender. Get rid of it. Come on now. I was just thinking of Don because... Don, actually, he was there at the very first message I ever preached back in Vancouver. And he, during that message, he had had migraine headaches. I don't know how long, you have to ask him. He had really bad migraine headaches. And he, after that, that message, he took a hold of that message, do not receive the devil's package, return it. He got healed of migraine headaches. Amen. Hallelujah. That's not glory to me, that's glory to the word. That's glory to Jesus, that's glory to God. The word works. Come on now. See, a lot of times Christians just receive the devil's package. And they sign up for it. They say, okay, it's here. I'll sign. It's at my door. I'll sign. Right? And that's what you usually do with UPS is you sign. In fact, I don't think, I don't think I've ever returned one that's come to the door. I don't remember returning one, right? You usually sign. You just, well, there it is. There it is. You sign, right? Well, we don't do that with the devil. We're used to signing. We're not supposed to sign. We don't sign up for it. We, we return. We get it out. We get the hazardous waste away from us. Amen. You want me to preach that a little longer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on now. What am I in a Presbyterian church in here? I, 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 feel like, I feel like we need a little more life in here. Come on. I might have to take a lap. <laughs> Give myself an amen. <laughs> Come on. We don't have to accept the devil's package. And when he shows up with fear or anything, come on, anything that's not of God, we say, get out. I'm taking, the, I'm taking God's package and God's package is good. Come on now. He forgives all my iniquities. He heals all my diseases. Come on now. He redeems my life from destruction. He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. And he satisfies my mouth with good things so my youth is renewed like the eagles. Yes. You see, that is, the, that is God's package. Yes. That's the good stuff. And I take the good stuff. Amen. I want the good stuff. I sign for the good stuff. Amen. The whole thing. I'll sign up, God. I'll sign up. Give me it. 
I'll sign up, right? That's like salvation. You, you people reject salvation all the time. You're like, whoo, you don't know what you're rejecting. You don't know what you're rejecting. You got to sign up now. Don't wait another minute. Sign up, right? Anything from God, you want to sign up immediately. That's like the book no one told me. When I found out, when I found out the truth, when I heard the truth, I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> sign me up. I had been in church. I had been in church. But when I found out about life, when I found out about truth, when I found out about the real Jesus, I said, sign me up. Sign me up. I'm signing now. Get my name on the line. Get my name. I want to sign fast. I'll date it today. And I did. Right now. You know, you don't have to put the date and time on there. Some of the some of the things you got to put date and time and place. I always think it's funny on on our license thing, our registration, in, well, at least in Washington, it says uh, sign and date and place. Why do I have to put the place I signed? What is it? What the place? You're welcome. <laughs> sign up fast for God's things. Right? It's like the baptism of the Holy Spirit. People are like, well, I don't know. That's not for me. I don't know. I'm like, when I heard about it, I said, sign me up. Sign me up. Sign me up. Sign me up. I heard about healing in Christ. So many people, even churchgoers are like, well, I don't know about that. I said, sign me up. Sign me up. Sign me up. Sign me up. Amen. <laughs> Come on. Sign me up, God, for everything you got. I want it all. I want it all, God, because he's got such a good package for us. He's got such good benefits for us. He's got so many good things for us. We should just say, sign me up. And when the devil comes, we say, get out of here. Woo! Kick him in the hiney. Amen. Kick him out. Woo! Hallelujah. Psalm 23, 4. You got to go there. Yay. Don't you like that? Yay. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Oh, come on. God says we are to fear no evil. Guys, guys, guys. A lot of talking over there. God is with us. God is with us. We are to fear no evil. God is going to guide us through the dark valley. Through. Anybody been through some dark valleys? <laughs> well, you know what? We'd be, we'd be wrong if we said we're never going to go through some dark valleys in this, in this lifetime. You know, we talk about victory a lot around here. But we'd be wrong to say we're not going to have to go through, through a dark valley. Come on, we're all going to face some dark valleys. But he says, I will not fear. As we walk through the dark valley, I'm not going to fear. See, God is not going to leave us. Did he say that? He said, he will never leave us nor forsake us. He is with us. He is with me. He is with you. His rod and staff is there to protect us, right? He is. I always picture the shepherd just beating up the wolf coming in. Wolf, did I say it right? Bam! Get away from my sheep. <laughs> Beat him over the head. Boom! Come on. His rod and his staff comfort me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. His Holy Spirit is here to comfort us. 
And we have the Holy Spirit. When he wrote the psalm, they didn't, they didn't have that. Right? Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. When he was resurrected, he said, I'm sending the comforter. You see, we have the Holy Spirit. We have more than they had in Psalm 23. Hello? We have more. We have more than they had. And he said, I will fear. I'm not going to fear the dark valley because I'm going through. Because God is with me. And we are to say the same thing. And we even have more. We got it all in Christ, which we're talking about, right? We, we, we cannot yield to fear in the valley. We, we should not yield to fear. We should not yield to a lot of things, right? The devil brings our way. There's many things we need to resist, right? What does it say? James, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. First of all, get, make sure you're submitted to God. So many people don't want to submit to God, but they want to resist the devil. No, submit to God, then resist the devil, he will flee. You got to resist the enemy. And one of those things we resist is fear. Right? We, we, fear's going to try and come on you. Come on. It's going to try and come on all of us. Fear will try and come on us, but we have to refuse it. Amen. We have to come against it. I refuse you, fear. I refuse to fear. I refuse your fear, devil, in Jesus' name. I refuse it. Amen. I'm not accepting it. I'm not going to fear because God is with me. Yes. Come on. We need to say something, not just sit there. Oh boy. Come on. So many people just want to sit there in fear and fear and fear and fear, right? People, people get a bad report from the doctor and they just get fearful and they just sit there and wait to die. Barf. That's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to speak, speak the word. Come on. Look at Psalm 91. Psalm 91 verse one. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. Amen. You see, notice he, he says, I will say. I will say. We must say who God is. From His Word. You don't get to make up who God is. <laughs> you say who God is. And he, he said, he is my refuge and my fortress. That's who he is. So, so we should quote what God's word says. We should say what God will do for us. Hello? See, this Psalm, Psalm 91, you need to put in your arsenal. You got an arsenal, right? We just talked about it. You got an armor. You got the word. The word, the sword of the spirit is the word. Is this in your arsenal? You see, what we're doing today is building your arsenal. You're getting, you're getting your armor on and you're putting on your arsenal. Come on, you got the weapons. This is a weapon. Psalm 91 is a weapon. So you need to learn Psalm 91, amen? Quote it often. It's full of protection. It's full of reasons not to fear. Which we, are, we talked about, the angels got on camp around about us. That's in Psalm 91. With long life, he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. That's in Psalm 91. Come on now. You should be quoting those all the time. Hallelujah. Use the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And the word will not return void, right? It's in Isaiah. He says, my word will not return void. 
it will accomplish the thing whereto I sent it. It will not return void, but we got to use it like a weapon out of our mouth. We have to use it, the sword of the spirit. Hallelujah. You see, we need to be filled up with the word to overcome the fear. People, people just want to overcome fear, but they don't, they don't have any word in them. Well, they're filled up with a lot of other things, right? Filled up with scary movies. Well, you watch scary movies, you're going to be afraid. That's the devil's playground. You're playing on the devil's playground. That's where he is. He's right there. You're just watching devil. Come on now. I, 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 when I was young, before, before Christ, B.C., B.C., right? I saw some horror movies. They're horrible. In fact, they're still with me. From 15 years old, I'm 51. I still got pictures of those horror movies in my head. Why? Because the devil knows what he's doing. And he wants to plant fear in kids so they have fear their whole entire life. And they grow up fearful their whole life. Sick. But that's the devil, right? Sick. Many people are filled up with scary movies or doubts and unbelief. Filled up with the bad news, right? Boy. I turned off the news a long time ago. I catch headlines, but I turned it off. I turned it off. It's sick. It's bad news, more bad news, bad, more bad news. And I do not want to be filled up with that. I want to be filled up with the word. Many people are filled up with fables, lies, and superstitions, right? We've talked about it a lot around here about superstitions and how people are filled up with superstitions, right? Even Christians filled up with superstitions. They still carry lucky rabbit's foot in their pocket. The lucky coin in my pocket. Come on now. We're not supposed to be filled up with any of that junk. We're supposed to be filled up with the word. Right? It, we, we, you can tell what comes out of the mouth, right? And you're like, no, 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 no. The word, the word, quote the word, say what God did for you. Say what God's going to do for you. Say the word. What does the word say? Get full of the word and you won't be fearful and anxious if you're full of the word. Hallelujah. And let's look at Philippians 4, 6, talking about being anxious. Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing, be it but in, every, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Anxiety is a type of fear, right? We don't know what's going to happen, so we're anxious. We're fearful of the future. Right? That's, that's fear. And so what do we do? We replace anxiety with prayer. When we're anxious about things, we need to go to prayer. Come on now. <laughs> I was just a minister the day, one of the most highly respected ministers in my life. And he was saying how he was thinking about something. He was trying to figure it out and figure it out and figure it out and figure it out. He's trying and thinking and thinking and thinking and calculating and thinking and thinking and calculating and calculating and thinking and thinking and thinking. And the Lord said, would you just pray? 
He said, oh. So he prayed in tongues. Hello? When you pray in tongues, you pray out mysteries. You don't know what to pray with your mouth. You don't know to pray in your English, but you pray out mysteries of God. And he prayed in tongues and God gave him the answer. Boom! Miracle of God came into his life because he prayed in tongues and got the answer from heaven instead of thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. You see, you'll never have enough knowledge on your own. You could have 14 doctorate degrees and you still have enough. Why? Because God knows everything. And he can download what you need within three seconds. You get those people, they want to get another degree. Why? Well, probably they just want to look smart. I would say get the degree you need. If you need a degree, get a degree. Duh. Get the degree you need. But God can download info from heaven in an instant. Come on now. God can get us to the right place at the right time. He can show us exactly what to do at that time. Hallelujah. And what happened? He went to prayer. He stopped thinking and went to prayer. And God answered. You see, we are to, we are to talk to God about it. Amen. The Bible says, cast your care upon the Lord for he cares for you. 1 Peter 5, 7. We cast our care upon him for he cares for us. He cares for us. So when we're anxious and worried, we're saying, I don't trust you, Father, to come through for me. I don't trust you. I got to figure this out on my own. That's what this guy was trying to do, right? He kept trying to figure it out, kept trying to figure it out, kept trying to figure it out, kept trying to figure it out. And eventually he got the answer because he prayed in tongues. Hallelujah. Glory. And after praying, what do we do? We thank God for hearing us. He says with thanksgiving, does he not? With thanksgiving. Thank you, Father, for the answer. Thank you, Father, for hearing me. I thank you, Father. You heard me. I thank you for the answer. And the peace of God will then flood our hearts. The peace of God will come in. Why? Because we know he heard us. Because we know we have the answer. We have it. Even if we don't know it right at the second, we got it. Hallelujah. Because he's coming through for us. Well, we need to think on the right thing after that, right? Then, then that, that leads directly right after that, right? Into verse eight. Make sure, right? Make sure after praying, after thinking, you, you, you think on the right thing. Because if you go right back into doubt and unbelief right after praying, uh, no, that's not gonna work. Yeah, James said you get nothing. If you doubt, doubt at all, you get nothing. So what we think on after prayer is very, very, very important. Hello? Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there are, is any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And I'll tell you what, this is one of the hardest areas to conquer. We find it so much easier to go negative. Have you noticed? <laughs> it's much easier to go negative. You know, it's a beautiful day and we go, well, you know, it's, it's pretty windy today. See that? It's, it's a little too hot today and it's windy. Right? See how, see how that was so easy? Instead of saying, what a beautiful day. 
Thank you, Jesus, for this beautiful day we have. What a beautiful day. Thank you, Lord. This is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice in it. It's much easier, right? Our flesh loves to go negative. It's so easy to go negative. But see, that's why we got to think on the right thing. We got to get a hold of our thoughts. And this is going to take some work. It's not going to happen overnight, right? Especially if you're used to worrying. You're used to worrying and you come from a long family line of good worriers. <laughs> My mom, she's a good worrier. My grandma, ooh boy, because she could worry with the best of them. Hello? See what I'm saying? It's easy. We've been trained in it. Hello? And so we're going to have to fight the wrong thoughts off. Hello? The thoughts from the word of God's got to override the thoughts of the enemy. Right? You've prayed, you've thanked, you've believed, you've received when you prayed, as Jesus said, believe you receive when you pray, and now you are full of faith. You, you know you got the answer, and the devil comes in right away and says, you ain't got nothing. And you aren't going to get it either. And you say, oh, I thought I, I, thought I was going to, what? And you agree with him. Guess what? You got nothing. Exactly what he said, because you agreed with the enemy. Who do you agree with? God. You agree with God. Whatever he says is right. You agree with God. Hallelujah. We got to override the thoughts of the devil with the thoughts of God. Think on these things. Mark 5. We're almost there. Another four hours to go. Mark 5, 35. Yeah, we got food now. I mean, we can stay all day. We go right to 6 o'clock. We'll just start Sunday night out. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house and said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? We're talking about Jairus here. We'll explain a little bit more. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. What's the title today? Not afraid. Do not be afraid. Not afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm repeating it for a reason, right? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You remember, this is, this is Jesus coming to heal Jairus' daughter. And as they went, they were interrupted by the woman with the issue of blood who had been suffering 12 years and she had suffered many things of many physicians and she had spent all she had and she didn't grow better. She grew worse. Worse. Spent everything she had on doctors. Grew worse. And she comes to Jesus as they're headed to Jairus' house to heal his daughter. And his daughter is now dead. But the woman got healed, right? You know the story. She got healed because she grabbed hold of Jesus with faith. And she drew the power out of Jesus. And she was not afraid. Because she went through the crowd where she was not supposed to be. She was unclean. Jewish law, she should have been stoned to death. Hello? So that's a good example I hadn't thought about, but she wasn't afraid either. And she went and grabbed her healing. Hallelujah. And now Jairus finds out his daughter is dead, so certainly uh, 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 Jairus is having some serious thoughts at this moment in time, right? Some serious thoughts. My daughter is now dead. Why did this happen to me? This woman interrupted, interrupted my, the procession of Jesus to my household where Jesus was going to heal my daughter. And now my daughter's dead. Wow. 
So he's certainly thinking, it's over, right? It's over, it's over, it's over. Come on now. And, and Jesus jumps in. I don't know how fast, I think it was immediately, right? Because the thoughts certainly were flooding Jairus' head. Fast. The devil had come in fast to say, that's right, she's dead, she's dead. She's, gonna, she's dead. Stop bugging Jesus, she's dead. And Jesus steps in, do not be afraid, only believe. Ooh, I got a feeling that was fast. Because Jesus knew the devil. He knew how he was immediately. He immediately comes to steal the word. Come on. So Jesus immediately says this, and we got to believe just like this. We got to believe without fear. And that is the key to victory. We got to believe without the fear. We got to put aside the fear. Do not be afraid. Only believe. Only means only, doesn't it? That's very specific, only. No doubt, no fear, only. That's a huge key for faith. We talked about faith a little bit today. That's a huge key for faith, only believe. Well, maybe it just won't work out. Maybe it just won't happen. Only believe, right? As soon as, as, soon as he jumps on the bandwagon of well, it may, maybe she is dead, so it just isn't going to work. He's not only believing. Yeah. Only believe means only believe. Only. Only, only, only. No fear allowed. Yeah. Come on now. We must not let fear hold us in its grips. Come on. We've got to replace, replace the thoughts of negativity with God's word. Yeah. Come on. We must still believe we serve the same God. Come on, we serve the God who created the earth. We serve the God who parted the Red Sea. We still serve that God. You believe it? We serve the God of miracles. We serve the God who healed the blind, the lame, and the deaf. We serve the God who, who is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who did miracle after miracle, the God of Moses. Come on now, it's the same God. He hasn't changed. Why do we think he's changed? He hasn't changed. He's still the same God and we serve him. And if we only believe, we get the answer. Yeah. Only believe. No fear. Belief. <laughs> Come on now. Don't let the devil make you afraid. Yeah. Believe. Yeah. Only. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you believe? Do you believe the words of Jesus? Yes. Then let's look at it. Matthew 19, 26. With men, this is impossible. There's a lot of things impossible with men, right? A lot of things. But with God, all things are possible. I think it's Mark 9, 23 says, all things are possible to him who believes. You see, if you have faith in God, you have faith in his word, all things are possible possible. That's why Mark eleven twenty three 23 says, you know, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, believe the things which he says shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever he says. That's faith. That's how faith operates. Faith operates from the heart out of the mouth. Hallelujah. With God, all things are possible. All things are possible to him who believes, only believe, do not fear. This is the answer. Yeah. 
right? For many problems we face. If you're facing a problem today, you've got an answer. Come on now. If you're thinking you're not going to make it through the valley of the shadow of death, I say to you today, do not be afraid, only believe. Only believe, just as Jesus said. Look at Jesus. Look at the author and finisher of your faith. Keep looking at Jesus. Be who you are in Christ. Be the overcomer you are in Christ. Be the unfearful one because you have not been given a spirit of fear, but you've been given the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So you got to rise up who you are. You got to rise up into who you are. You got to rise up and be who you are. You see, so many people fail because they won't rise up and be who they are. And they have all kinds of other thoughts other than the word. And they think on all kinds of other thoughts other than the word. So they live out a totally different life than what God called them to live. And they don't overcome because they won't, they won't put the word in their mouth. They won't put the word in their heart. They won't, they won't do what God said to do. And God did say, do not fear. Only believe. That's what he said. And if we want an answer, if we're in, if we're in the valley of shadow death, we want the answer. We got to believe what he said. We got to do what he said. If Jairus says, oh, well, and lets the fear flood his heart, he doesn't get the answer. Hello? You see, that's where a lot of people miss it. They think it's all up to God. No, it's not all up to God. God made it very clear it's not all up to him. That's why he said, do not be afraid. Only believe. Only believe. Only believe. You see, we have to follow the directions from the word. We have to think on the word. We have to do the word. We have to walk out who we are in Christ. We have to be the victorious overcomer that we are. And fearing will not bring us to the victory. Fearing will bring us down, down, down right into the pit of hell because the devil is full of fear. He is the fearful one. Woo, he is, ooh, buh. That's why he creates all the fear. That's who he is. That's why he makes all the horror movies. That's who he is. Come on now. Fear will take us down every time. I told you the story before, but uh, one of our minister friends, her, his uh, wife, his wife had a brain tumor. And she went into, the, she, they were at church and they, she went into a back room because she had a horrible migraine headache and she, she, the door locked behind her because she didn't know, she just closed and it was locked. So she actually fainted in the back room. And so they're looking for her, they can't find her. Where, where'd she go, where'd she go? And so finally someone had the key to that door, they opened the door, there she is on the ground. Took her to the hospital, found out, did the scan, said, well, she has a brain tumor, we gotta operate. Fast. And so, they are real people of faith, right? They believe God, with God all things are possible. They believe all things are possible to him who believes. They have planted the word in their heart for years. They preach the word all the time. They plant the word, they preach the word, they plant the word, they preach the word, they plant the word, they preach the word. They're living the word. And they're in the hospital room. What do they do? Do they fill themselves with fear and anxiety? Do they go, oh no, what are we gonna do? They only believe. They speak the word of God. They call that tumor dead and dried up in Jesus' mighty name. They call that thing gone. 
And then they rejoice and they give thanks. And the peace of God fills their heart. Just as we just read. <laughs> Hallelujah. And they put a sign on the door. Only, only faith people in here. Because they didn't want the fearful one coming in. And saying, what are we going to do? Should we get the funeral ready? No, she's going to die. No. Only faith people walk in and go, praise the Lord, she is healed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's rejoice some more that she's healed. Come on now. Faith people. Only faith people. What happens? Come on, they take her in the operating room and they open her up her head. Serious surgery, right? Serious surgery. And they find there's nothing there. There's nothing there. It's been cursed and it's gone. Hallelujah. And they sew her back up and, and she had a little paralysis in her face after the surgery. And then she believed God for that. And she's completely healed. Been preaching the word for years since then. Glory to God. You see, if she had been filled with fear or they had been filled with fear, they wouldn't have got the answer. You say, no, that was all up to God. You know, he just had a special will for her to be healed. Barf. No. They believe God's word. They took their authority over the tumor and they acted upon the word of the living God and God did his part. But don't forget, they did their part. Jairus did his part and he believed. He only believed. I said he only believed. He was not filled with fear. He was filled with faith. Hallelujah. You see, we don't have to be afraid of anything in Christ. Hello? We have the word of God to speak. We have the sword of the spirit, saints. We have the sword of the spirit. We have the armor of God. Come on. We have the ability to pray to our God. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication, let your request be made unto God with thanksgiving. Hello? That's the word of God. And that's what we are to do. He doesn't say doubt in there at all. He doesn't have fear in there at all. No, we have a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. That's what we have. Amen. That's who we are. Yes. And, and that is not fearful. No, we can rise up with courage, with strength, with faith. Come on and walk as the victorious saint of God because we have faith in God. With God, all things are possible. Fear does not need to be in our vocabulary. Fear does not need to be part of our life at all, right? I told you recently, I've thought many times when I walk out of here at night, you know, I leave late at night, sometimes eight. And in the winter, in the winter, it's uh, 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 crazy out here sometimes, right? The, the trees are blowing, rain pouring down. And it's a little like weary coming out of here when it's, So sometimes, you know, the fear tries to jump on me like, what's that noise? What's that? What's that? What's that? Right? Going to my car. What's that? What's that? And I've decided, I've decided, anybody walks up me, walks up on me while I'm walking out of here, I'll go, hey, how you doing? Do you want to know about Jesus? I'd like to tell you about him right now. <laughs> He'll be like, I don't want to hear about Jesus. Let me out of here. <laughs> You want to scare the devil off, you just talk to him about Jesus. 
Works real good. <laughs> It'll work real good. I've, I've talked with Jesus. Many people have run away from me when I talk about Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, I'm not going to give in to the spirit of fear. Come on. Whatever situation you're facing, don't give in to the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear is full of doubt and unbelief. And that is not God. That is not godly. That is not the righteous way to live. The righteous way to live is full of faith, Amen. full of the power of God, walking in the spirit. Come on. Yeah. We're not to fear. We're in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Does Jesus fear? <laughs> no, that would be silly to think Jesus fears. Isn't that, isn't that a silly thought? Jesus is afraid of something. No, he's not afraid of nothing. He's the conquering king. He's the king of kings and Lord of lords. There is no fear in our Jesus. We're in him. So we should not be full of fear at all. We should be full of faith. Come on now. I'm preaching better than agreeing. Jesus is our king, is he not? Jesus is our Lord. He doesn't fear anything. You got him by your side. You got the angels around you. You going through the valley of the shadow of death? Yeah. Or are you going to just camp out there? No, we're going through the valley of the shadow of death because we have faith in God. Amen. And I will fear no evil. Amen. The rod and the staff, they comfort me. We're going through. We're going through. We're going through. We ain't afraid of nothing. We ain't afraid of the devil. We uh, Smith Wigglesworth, and the devil showed up in his house, right? The devil showed up in Smith Wigglesworth's house, sat in, the, sat in his chair downstairs. Smith heard something downstairs. He came downstairs. He saw the devil sitting in his chair. Yep. Oh, it's just you. I'm going back to bed. Why? The devil wanted to be afraid. The devil wanted to fill him up with fear. But Smith had learned. Fear doesn't work. Fear will destroy you. Fear will take you right down into hell. But faith will work every time. God's never failed anybody with faith. And God never will. That's what he asks of us. Amen. He asks us to have faith and not fear. Hallelujah. You believe him this morning? I don't know. I don't know. Not sure yet. No one's taking a lap yet. Oh yeah, Karin did. Karin took a lap during worship. You see, God's going to come through. Yes. He comes through. But don't forget to do your part. Yeah. Don't forget to use your authority. Don't forget to pray. Don't forget to believe. Don't forget to not fear. Yeah. Right? A lot of times we want to just lay it off on God. And say, well, I don't have to do anything. Because he is God and he is sovereign and he'll just do what he wants. But he's given us all these things to do. And he says, do not be afraid, only believe. And if we aren't willing, if we aren't willing to change that, he can't even help us. God can't help us. Hello? Jesus could not have helped Jairus if he had been filled with fear. Jesus, the son of God, could not have helped him. His daughter would have stayed dead. Hello? You see, we've got to do our part. We've got to get a hold of this. Hello? 
We've got to fight the battle in the mind, the battlefield of the mind, right? We've got to cast down the thoughts and imagination that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Hello, bringing every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. So the thought comes in, you're not going to make it. You're going to die. You're going under. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You're going under. It's not you. You have to come against that. Hello. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Who are you? Who are you? Are you afraid? No. <laughs> Come on, say it. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of anything because God is on my side. I've got the word in my mouth. I've got the Holy Spirit. I'm a victorious overcomer through Christ Jesus. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am a, more than a conqueror. The greater one is in me and I will have the victory because I'm not afraid. I'm a believer and I will always believe what God said. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Come on, give him some praise. Give him some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, our God. Thank you, our Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You know, one of the things you can do when the fear starts coming in, one of the one of the great things you can do when the fear starts entering is do what we just did. The fear starts coming in, whatever you're facing, maybe it's a financial issue, maybe it's a health issue, whatever you're facing, the fear starts uh, coming on in. You say, oh, praise God, praise God, hallelujah, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You're so good to me. Thank you, Father. And I tell you what, the devil doesn't like that. The devil doesn't like that a bit. One thing he doesn't want to hear is praise. A lot, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of times Christians won't praise. They won't open their mouth and praise God. And that's their answer. That's their answer. I, I prayed for people. They hands on them. I said, now rejoice. And they go. And I, if that's rejoicing, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's rejoicing. Paul said, rejoice again, right? I say rejoice and I say rejoice again. We, we talked about that, was it last week? Two weeks ago? Rejoice again and 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 again, again. If you have the answer that you prayed for, you have it, what do you do? You rejoice. Come on now. What would you do if you already had what you're believing for? Praise God. Praise 
You're getting it. You're getting it. You're getting it. <laughs> so many times people, don't, don't, they don't want to rejoice. It's like you don't got it yet. And you won't get it either. Because he says with thanksgiving that your request be made known unto God. You see, again, we got to follow God's directions. We can't just do things as we want to. We follow God and God says, this is way you do it. <laughs> and then we get the answer. And if God says, give thanks to me, we do it. Come on now. If God said, did he say it? All over the word it says it. All over the place. Come on, I'm, I'm preaching on this for a reason. Someone needs this today. Someone needs it today. You haven't rejoiced yet. You haven't rejoiced about the answer yet. You need to rejoice. You need to give thanks for the answer. You need to thank God he heard you. You need to thank God he is, he has answered. He's not, he's not a gonna, he has. Maybe you don't see with your eyes yet. You don't need to see with your eyes. You got faith. And faith eyes see it before anything. Faith eyes see it. Faith eyes already know they have it. That's why the faith eyes rejoice now. Faith eyes rejoice now. Worldly eyes, fleshly eyes won't rejoice till they see it. Oh, I see it. Now I can rejoice. I see it. Woo! Woo! Right? Faith eyes say, I don't see a thing, but hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah right now. In fact, that song was written right there. That song was, I just thought, that song was written when, when the, the songwriters, I don't know their names, but they, 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 they said their friend, I think it was their friend, had a son that was dying, literally dying. And they said, no, he's not going to die. I raise a hallelujah. What's the fear line in there, sir? There's a line in there about fear. Fear has lost its hold on me. You see, they realized as they wrote that song, when their, when their friend's son was dying, fear could not be a part of it. And fear had to be gone. Fear could not have a hold. Fear could not have a grip on them. Because if fear had a grip on them, the answer was not a coming. So fear has lost its hold on me. And, and what? I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. Because I got the answer. We got the answer, right? The boy is going to live. We got the answer. Whatever you're facing today, and you've prayed. If you haven't prayed yet, do it. If you haven't spoken the word yet, do it. If you haven't used your authority yet, do it. But when you got the answer, rejoice. Jesus said, when you pray, believe that you receive. When you pray, not some later date, not some later time. When you pray, believe you receive and you shall have. When you pray, believe, only believe. Do not be afraid, only believe. When? Now. Believe now, only believe now, and only believe now, and only keep believing. Only believe. And when you only believe that you have the answer, you cannot help but give thanks. Come on, one more time. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, our God. 
thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise you forever. Hallelujah. Glory to our King. Glory to our God. Glory, glory to your name. Glory to your name forever. Glory to your name forever. Glory to your name forever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo-hoo. Wow. Hallelujah. Glory. Woo, I think you got it. I think you got it. I think you got it. I didn't think you had had it yet, so I had to keep going. <laughs> you know, a preacher's got to preach. But the preacher is supposed to follow the Spirit. And the preacher has to see if it's been received yet. And in my spirit, I say it hasn't been received yet. I'll tell you what, some people got it today. Come on. They receive the Word of God. And the answer is theirs. Not a gonna be. Is. Is. That's a big check on our mouth right there and our heart, of course. What are we saying? Someday, or I got it. 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 Hallelujah, I got it. Thank you, Father. I got it. I got it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo, man, we having a time day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't he good? He's so good. He's so good. He's so good to us. He's so wonderful. Hallelujah. He's so wonderful. There's no one like him. No one like our God. No one like our Jesus. Wonderful. What's that song say? Wonderful, glorious, matchless. Those are the right words. Wonderful, beautiful, glorious, matchless in every way. Wonderful, beautiful, glorious. Matchless in every way, wonderful, beautiful, glorious, 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 matchless in every way. Hallelujah. That's our God. That's our God. That's our God. And we are a thankful people today, Father, that you love us forever. And you've given us the answers. You've given us the answers that we need. You've given us the armor that we need. You've done it. You did it. You did your part and we're going to do our part. And we're going to walk in it. We're going to do it. We're going to be the believers you've called us to be. We're not going to be the fearful ones. 
we're going to be the believers, full of power, full of the glory of God, full of the light of God, manifesting God in this earth. And that's what we're called to do, and that's what we'll do. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Woo! Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Wow, we still got baptisms. We, we have a time today. The glory is going to fall out there too. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I got I to give a salvation call. If you're here today, you're online today, you don't know Jesus. You, Jesus is not your Lord. You have never called on Jesus as Lord. You are not a Christian. You're just a churchgoer. Maybe you have a form of Christianity, a form of spiritualness, a form of spiritual things, but you got to call Jesus Lord to be saved. You've got to realize all have sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. God demonstrates his own love toward us and where we were still sinners, Christ died for us. There is only one answer. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life, and no man comes to the Father but through me. Jesus died on a cross, not this cross, obviously, but a cross, a, a pole, as the Bible often calls it, a pole, a piece of wood put together, two pieces of wood. And he died there for us. He shed his blood for us. He was the perfect, spotless Lamb of God. Never had done anything wrong his entire life. He had never thought a wrong thought. He had never done a wrong thing. And he died for us. He is the perfect, spotless Lamb of God. And that's why, if, you, if you've read the Old Testament at all, you know that the, the Jews had to sacrifice spotless lambs because it was just a type and a shadow of who was to come, Jesus. And Jesus never sinned. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus came as the Son of God. Emmanuel, God with us, and he died for us. And if you don't know him today, you can come into the family. You can have everything we talked about. You can have the benefit package found in Christ. You can have the victory found in Christ. You can believe God. You can change. You can move mountains when you're in Christ. The answer is always in Christ Jesus. And there is only one road that goes into eternity and goes into the Father's house, and that is Jesus' road. So if you don't know him today, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life today, I want to pray, and I want you to pray this after me right now. If you want to be coming to the kingdom of God, you're not playing church, you're not playing Christianity, you're giving everything you are to him. And you're becoming a born again, new creation in Christ Jesus. Pray this after me right now. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I want nothing to do with the kingdom of darkness. I want in your kingdom, God. And now I know the way in is through Jesus. I believe Jesus is alive. I believe he paid the price for me. And I confess Jesus is Lord. Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my master. You're my savior forever. I give you all that I am. Heavenly Father, teach me your ways. Show me your ways and I will walk in them, and I will do them, and I will be an obedient child in your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hallelujah. That's how we all come into the kingdom, and it's simply having faith in our heart and confessing him as Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, we still got baptisms. I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting anything. Don't forget Sunday night fire tonight. If you want some more fire, we got more fire coming. Six o'clock. That's, uh, good. Something I forgot. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's pray for the food so when we're done baptizing, we can eat. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, you're so good to us. We thank you for this time together with the body. We give you the glory today. We take no glory in this place. We give all the glory to our God for we know without you, we have nothing and we are nothing forever and we're in hell forever. But now we know we have eternal life in you. We thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your goodness to us. We give you all the praise today, our great Father, for being so good to us and teaching us and guiding us into all truth through your precious Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory today, Father. And as we go out to baptize, Father, we thank you for your spirit being mighty at that time also. A mighty time in baptism today. And Father, we thank you for the food we're about to eat. We call it blessed and sanctified for our bodies would give us strength and health to serve you. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E.org. We hope you join us again next week. Thank you.